Welcome to Spotlights, the Opinion Way Experts podcast to make the world intelligible, act today and imagine tomorrow. Let's talk today about post-COVID China with our international expert, Olivier Guillon, Deputy Managing Director of Opinion Way. Olivier has lived six years in China and have run market research interviewing consumers in this country for over 15 years. Olivier, you know the country very well and just came back from a one-month trip there. Could you describe your feelings and your experience? How is China doing now? Indeed, Olivia, I am just back from China and it was my first time going there for four years. I was used to visiting the country very frequently uh, before the COVID, but then I had to stop for sure because of the pandemics. I was excited to go there after such a long time and clearly didn't know what to expect. Overall, I had the perception that Shanghai as a city didn't change so much. There are not many new buildings, there are not many new boutiques, restaurants. I could retrieve the one I, I knew and I could retrieve my landmarks. What changed a lot, of, however, is the global atmosphere of the city. It is far more quiet than it used to be. Shanghai has always been a very bustling city. This time, it gave me a completely different impression. I could feel the mood of the people had changed a lot. What happened, according to you? You have been talking about a kind of hangover. Could you explain us what you mean? Yeah, I clearly got this impression of a hangover when observing people, when talking to friends and business contacts and listening to focus groups and interviews, which is basically my, my job. After years of fast expansion and chasing for success and money, China had already changed a lot over the past few years. I could feel it already when I left the country in 2017. It was already clear this time that the economy was slowing down, but also maturing with new generations emerging that were wealthier, more self-confident and not willing to sacrifice their life for the sake of success. Then the COVID came and reinforced this willingness to withdraw from pure working hard model to a more hedonistic and let it go model. I presented a webinar in May that was talking about this phenomenon that is commonly known as lying flat, tangping in Chinese. Lying flat means people start to seek more balanced lifestyle, more hedonism, more personal expression and values. This new mindset has had a strong impact in terms of consumption and represented and still represent clear challenges for the brand to adapt to these new expectations. This was how we could describe the global atmosphere of China back in May. You are talking about the situation in May, but could you tell us a bit more about the situation right now? Now it is clear that things have changed again, and that's the wonder of China, it keeps on changing all the time. We have all heard about the economic crisis that is happening in this country. There is, of course, the real estate bubble explosion, uh, but that is not the only issue the country currently faces. We can see China is challenged on several dimensions of its economy, while costs are still rising, like in most other countries in the world. China used to be very confident in its future, with the common saying that the 21st century would be Chinese. I would not say this saying has totally vanished, that's for sure. But confidence is clearly lower, and Chinese people feel less secured about their future. China is discovering unemployment, and this especially impacts the young generations. Beyond the economy, it is the full social system that is questioned, with the impression that inequities are rising and that part of the population is left behind. 
Overall, there is a feeling of a lack of purpose felt by the mid and mid-high social categories. They have the feeling that they uh, have been moving bricks for years and years, for decades, working hard all the time for low pay. And this phenomenon is described in Chinese as ban zhuan. White collars have the perception that they have been working like blue collars for decades. They feel exhausted about their life for a benefit that they do not always foresee and a future that becomes less and less certain. Lack of purpose is sensible for the employees, I just talked about that, but also for the entrepreneurs. There has been a, a belief over the past two or three decades that one could succeed by opening its own company. You know, that's really the model of the development of China. You create your own company and then you become wealthier. Modern China has seen so many single-person uh, companies emerge. This model is also challenged today, and the perspective for many individual entrepreneurs are also blurred now. And uh, it is not because you have an idea and create your own company that you will automatically succeed. So the overall perception clearly gives an impression of a hangover, with first a overheat, a sudden deceleration, and then an unclear future that gives an impression of a headache. I see, and uh, I guess that this hangover will have real impact in terms of consumption, right? Definitely. Already, you know, I told you about the lying flat era that brought new motivations to emerge, new individual quests more focused on hedonism, on letting go, on peaceful mind, on individual comfort. And this notion of comfort is recent in China, as it was not an important driver in the past, in a country where consumption has always been driven by the image you convey to other people, what people think of you. Even the notion of social image you want to convey has evolved. Consumers have progressively shifted from showing pure control personality, aiming at following the social norms or simply showing you are different uh, from others, to a more personal and explorative demonstration of their personality, aiming at showcasing their life pursuit, their lifestyle, their fashion style. It's a new approach that is more explorative and hedonistic, and that, that is a real rupture compared to the past. In parallel, we can feel the individual quest of people have evolved. People are pursuing new values and have reshaped their relationship to the society. There is a clear rise of social and environmental consciousness. People are more and more aware of these concerns and also tend to be more active while they used to be waiting for the government to lead the move uh, in the past. This rise of consciousness marks a natural evolution of the country, uh, and we can observe that in all countries in the world, but it has also been boosted by a recent ev event that did not generate any buzz in Europe, but clearly was considered as a shock in China the release of the Fukushima's nuclear plant water in the sea. This water is the water that was used to cool down the reactors of the Fukushima nuclear plant. Japan cannot stock all of it anymore, and it has been decided to release it progressively in the sea after removing its radioactivity. This event brought people to be scared, 
many consumers do not want to eat fish anymore. And it also showed to the population that the environment is not only about air pollution, but can be more systemic than damaging their personal health. Having social and or also environmental consciousness has now become a new mark of your value. It marks your cultural value and it echoes to the quest for meaningful pursuits in life that I was describing earlier. The recent hangover has not deeply impacted this various quest. It has even reinforced them. It is just that quest for comfort and more individual pursuits is less offensive than it used to be during the thumping era lying flat. People want to progress with little steps and caution. They are in a rather defensive mode as they do not want to lose their position while still expressing their personality. It is less about balance, but more about precise calibration with the feeling in mind that one needs to work hard to avoid being out of the game. While mid-class consumers were calling themselves petite bourgeoisie in the past, they now prefer a more pragmatic name that is middle class to express their limitations and necessity to keep on climbing the ladder. But again, hedonism and self-pursuits are more important than ever in a context where people want to get, to get rid of the moving bricks feeling they have, the blue collar feel they have been uh, feeling for a while. You tell me about the rise of patriotism. Could you tell us a bit more about that? For sure. This rise of patriotism finds its root in the communication of the government to counterbalance the lower economic success. We've seen that in the press. Uh, that's pretty clear. This being said, it is also clear that is, it has had big echo in the population as the pandemics and the economic slowdown has damaged the image of the country and its self-confidence. Chinese people would like to see China great again. Has the hangover impacted the various categories of population the same way? For sure not. I would say that the most impacted are the younger generations. They know what they want and pursue bigger values than pure success but they also feel insecure about the future. They want brands to stand for them, highlight who they are, show they are unique and share their values. They tend to be very, de very demanding as they are both sensitive to brand DNA and history, but also ability of brands to talk to them as a person. For Gen Y, the story is different. They are the ones who find it the most difficult to survive in this changing environment. And they want to preserve their life conditions while they have a lot of responsibilities on their shoulders and feel exhausted. Definitely, this generation is the one that has the, the most moving bricks feeling. For them, consumption is a way to elevate them and provide them experience to contrast with their stressful life. They are the most sensitive to personal advices given by the brands, to gifts, Uh, with purchases, to communication on letting it go and belief, things that will really help them like enjoy themselves and forget their daily life. We also studied two other populations, the ultra-rich people and the lower-tier cities. The lower-tier cities are the, the cities that are not part of the, let's say, top 20 cities in the country. Overall, 
we can see that the ultra-rich people still have a lot of money and they seek to follow all money mode like in Europe. That's their new pursuit. They seek more fulfillment than pure success. For them, the storytelling from the brand, the relationship with the brand, the ongoing relationship with the sales advisors, but also their, uh, the scarcity, the access to some privileged offer or services are key. We have also studied consumers of lower tier cities, as I told you. They are not much impacted by the crisis and they have never had a very busy lifestyle, unlike uh, in, the, in the bigger cities. They have lower occasions to spend overall. Uh, it was the case in the past, it's still the case today. This target should be key for the brands as they are wealthy and they, they are willing to, willing to spend. They can be easily reached uh, through digital strategies in e-commerce and they are also keen on education and knowledge coming from the brands. So we talked about a lot of profiles and whatever the profile, we can see that the conclusion for each of these profiles are likely to be the same. They want the brand to adapt to their expectations while they also expect the brands to be loyal to their DNA, to their story and to their history. It is a difficult balance to find for the brands, for sure, but that also highlights the complexity of this market, which requires good local understanding to be successful. It's definitely a complicated country to target. That's the end of this episode dedicated to post-COVID China. Thank you, Olivier, for sharing your expertise and thank you, all of you, for listening to this interview. We hope to see you soon for more insight from the Opinion Way experts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do not hesitate to rate it and share it.